1: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, Dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June, and of course, I've got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man?
0: What is good, uh, man? Looking forward to this week five. Uh, starting to really now know what we know. Um, you, you know, we came into week one not knowing anything. Uh, we got to you know see everything quarter of the season mark. Uh, so that's good. Uh, I'm I'm ready to move forward and uh, you know make these
1: hot takes. Oh yeah, man. We came in thinking we knew a lot, um, and then came out of week one realizing we didn't really know anything at all. Uh, but now <laughs> week 5 is here we have a lot more data we uh there some things have been shuffled around uh we actually get to say uh, to see these players with our own two eyes instead of having to hear what beat, beat writers are saying um and you know get down to the nitty gritty man mm-hmm. so you know hopefully you guys enjoyed Thursday night football if you have not then go ahead and listen to yesterday's episode the G money takeover Ooh. uh <laughs> Greg, Greg was here holding it down uh, as I was away for my anniversary. Appreciate the shout out, Greg. Oh, yeah, no um, doubt. But, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, but uh, you know, definitely go back and listen to that. Uh, the streams of the week, which should have been on that episode, but I wasn't here. So you know, it's yeah, not, that's why it's yeah, not you right know,
0: if, It was subconscious. If yeah. we,
1: <laughs> yeah, yo, it's not right if we don't deliver it together. Plus, you, if I'm a, if I'm gonna suggest somebody as a play, you should hear it from my own mouth, right? So true uh streams of the week we're gonna do that right here right now so greg your quarterback stream of the week brother what do you got
0: oh yeah i got the bounce back my you know my ride or die danny dimes daniel jones versus the dallas cowboys i got him going in this game uh you know this is a high over in the game dallas has given up over almost 30 points per game uh just in in general, their defense is not good at all. I think this is a good bounce back week for the Giants and the Giants offense as a whole. Uh fifty-four point over under, yeah, lock it in. Danny Dimes, he's only thirty percent
1: rostered in a lot of leagues. Go get him. Oh, bro. I I love that one. Uh, I hit you up earlier, I uh, th- think it was yesterday or two days ago, asking you what do you thought of a of a trade I made in a super flex league, uh full PPR trade of Miles Gaskin, uh, for Uh, For Danny Dimes here, because I love Mm -hmm. this matchup, man. Going up against Dallas, uh, this was, you know, we talked about it going in, that Danny Dimes was a nice nice buy low, um, and, you know, hopefully some of y'all out there did that. But I only ended up buying in on Danny Dimes because I unsuccessfully tried to buy this next guy, who my quarterback stream of the week is. That's Teddy Bridgewater, man, rostered in 47% of Yahoo Leagues. Gets to play Atlanta, Yes, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. He's thrown for 1,147 yards, but he's thrown just just four touchdowns. Uh, If we know anything, yards correlate to touchdowns. Uh, And so if you look at data over the last 10 years, uh, based on yardage totals and touchdown totals, Teddy Bridgewater's, uh, based on his yardage, 1,147 yards, he should have thrown close somewhere closer to seven touchdowns. So, this matchup going up against Atlanta makes for a nice little blow-up spot here for Teddy for Teddy B. Uh, Atlanta gives up the most points to the quarterback position. They give up the second most yards. They give up the third uh, uh, highest touchdown rate allowed to the position. So, start Teddy B with some confidence this week, oh, yeah,
0: Teddy, two glove, you already know. This is you know, two streams of the week versus two of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah, you got to lock these players in.
1: Absolutely, man. Greg, your tight end stream of the week, man. What do you got?
0: You talk about Teddy Bridgewater. I think one of those targets that he's going to, you know, go go to is definitely going to be Ian Thomas versus Atlanta. Mm. Atlanta, talk about they give up most points to the quarterback position. They give up also the most fantasy points to the tight end position as well. Uh, Ian Thomas is in a great spot here. Uh, he's been targeted lately. He got, you know, close to five last week. Uh, I think the basically the formula for a tight end one is scoring a touchdown. And Atlanta gives up a lot of touchdowns. So if Ian Thomas, I think he has a high chance to do that, which makes him a
1: tight end one. Go start him. Yeah, man. If he gets that touchdown, Ian Thomas will definitely make you happy. Uh, my next guy, it's it's almost banking on the touchdown as well, man. That's gonna be my guy, Mo Alley Cox, uh, tight Indianapolis Colts tight end. Gets to go up against Cleveland. They give up the fourth most fantasy points against the tight end position. They also give up the second most targets. Uh, and so I, you know, I do think this game should be close enough that we do see Mo Alley Cox utilized as a pass catcher. So Mo Alley Cox. Start him up with some confidence, man. This guy's been efficient.
0: Oh, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, I, I like that. Uh, seems like, you know, T.Y. Hilton is just dropping and dropping every week. So, uh, all the pass catchers are stepping up.
1: Yeah, man. He's widely available. Still only rostered in 39% of Yahoo League. So, he's out there. Uh, Greg, your you're defensive stream of the week, bro. What do you got?
0: Uh, yeah, they're right under that 50% mark. But I know they're definitely going to be popular pickups gotta go with the Denver defense uh versus New England uh whoever is starting Jason Stidham or Brian Hoyer I'm not confident after seeing what happened last week uh at all I think you know Denver could be able to get some sacks definitely uh and maybe get for some turnovers so go get Denver's defense and definitely start them up with
1: confidence oh yeah man I actually had had Denver in my lineup from last week when I was starting them against the Jets and you know, after watching Monday Night Football, I was like, I think I could keep them there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Word, <laughs> because it it does look good. Um, but I actually did pivot to this next this next matchup, and it's a little bit risky, but I I still like it. It's Cleveland uh, going up against Indianapolis. It's it is slim pickings out there, but Cleveland rostered at only seventeen percent of Yahoo leagues. Uh, you know, they're they, they're one and a half point underdogs here against Indianapolis. Uh, but they do get after the passer a little bit. Miles Garrett, he's been on a he's been on a tear lately. Uh and so hopefully they can get a turnover or two out of the old man, Phillip Rivers. Uh so Cleveland, that's my defensive stream of the week.
0: Yeah, I like that. Talk about uh Miles Garrett. He might be a sleeper, you know, defensive player of the year this year. he's he's playing so well right now.
1: Yeah, I mean between the Browns running game and, and, and Miles Garrett on that defensive line. Uh, You know, if the the Browns can make a playoff push, which I think both of us are expecting them to do that, then uh, Miles Garrett definitely will be in consideration for that for that award. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, we do have some news. Uh, Obviously, there's been a lot of COVID related stuff happening. Uh, The the Tennessee Titans have had two more positive tests um, come up or two more players come up for positive test positive for COVID-19. That brings... The total, the team total between players and uh, front office personnel or members of the organization up to 23. Uh, So this is definitely not good. Uh, The NFL has officially moved uh, Sunday's game between the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills to Tuesday. Um... And so subsequently, they they end up moving the Bills versus the Chiefs game, which is originally scheduled for in week six for Thursday Night Football. That has been moved to Saturday. Uh, So um, it's definitely a very fluid situation. Um, You know, I think I'll say this and Greg, let me know what you think. I think that if you are in a league, uh, the commissioner, talk to your commissioner about it, but uh, there should be. <clears throat> this is, and again, do what you want in your leagues, but my my thought is there should be a, at least an opportunity to allow uh, everyone to announce who are they, who could they sub in for these players if this game is not played, um, because you know it being moved to Tuesday, there's no potential pivots, there's nothing you can do, uh, and so if I want to start a Josh Allen, or I want to start a Derrick Henry, I should. I should not have to be at the mercy of of not knowing or the NFL's you know ability to change up their minds at the drop of a hat uh, to be able to not be able to start these players. So, but you know that being said, your pivot should be announced before your pivot's game is played. So if I'm trying, you know if I'm if I want to substitute Jarek McKinnon's points for for Derrick Henry's, I have to make that decision at one p.m before uh the San Francisco 49ers kick off against the Miami Dolphins the same way you you wouldn't be able to to change your lineup uh prior to that game or after that game kicking off greg what do you think about that and you know what other uh solutions could you think of
0: yeah i think that's probably the best one other than you know the fact to have if, uh, you know, you, you were able to add um, IR spots, maybe you can edit that throughout the year uh, if that's something to be more flexible with. Um, so that could also help for, you know, roster construction and flexibility there. But other than that, yeah, that's a good idea of being able to, you know, sub players in possibly after um because yeah I'm, I'm i'm in a league league uh, league assuring people i have derrick henry uh so i literally just let them in the flex you know about to make sure that i have someone ready um uh, to you know sub in for for that for that performance
1: yeah i mean i think that's the the best way that we can go about it um you know and other, other than that you know if if your commissioner is not you know being, you know, as flexible or the league, the league, the rules of your league don't allow something like that. Um, you know, I would just plan as if that player is, is not available to me. If, if I, unless I'm in a situation where, hey, I can't win my matchup unless Derek, unless Derek, unless I play Derek Henry. Like, you know, I can't afford to, to, to not play Derek Henry. Right. Um, then may, maybe you take that risk, but uh, it would, it would definitely be tough for me to do something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, maybe your best option is you got to pivot from the Monday night game so that you allow yourself as much time as possible. Like maybe it, like you you get a Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson or you know even a Latavius Murray and you you know or somebody is a potential flex you know a wide receiver and make sure you're putting these guys on the Tuesday game in your flex so yes. that you can yep. you can pivot on Monday if need be. Uh, but that would be the best way I could approach it. Yeah, because you never know. <clears throat> um, by
0: Monday, it could be more positive ca- cases and yeah, the game could not happen. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye yeah, on
1: that. Yeah, I mean, the NFL already said this is pending no new positive test. So, this again, this is a very fluid situation and mm-hmm. things can change at, a, at the drop of a hat. Uh, so, that being said, let's jump into the games. Um, first up on the docket, we've got the... 2-2 two two Arizona Cardinals traveling to New York to take on the 0-4 New York Jets. This is a 48-point over-under. Uh, this line has shifted. All these lines have shifted a little bit, but this is a 48-over-under. Uh, this is the the Jets are, or the Cardinals rather, are 7-point favorites. Um, in terms of injuries, Arizona, there's no major injuries. DeAndre Hopkins still dealing <coughs> Excuse me, DeAndre Hopkins still dealing with the ankle, uh, but was able to practice uh, and did also play 95% of the snaps last week. So he should be good to go for the for the Jets. Sam Darnold, uh, starting quarterback, is out with an AC joint sprain in his throwing shoulder. Uh, so Joe Flacco will start. Uh, and then running back Le'Veon Bell is expected to play this Sunday, returning from his hamstring injury. So in terms of how I see this game playing out, I'm taking the over here. I'm taking Arizona to cover and Arizona to win. Uh, I'm going to start in terms of uh, the Arizona side. You know, I think the big three is is now become more like the big two. Uh, so on that front, I'm playing Kyler Murray without a doubt. Uh, the Jets on paper look like a bad matchup, but don't let the numbers fool you. They've they've faced Brett Rippin, uh, Phillip Rivers, and the Colts. You know, when the Colts defense scored two touchdowns, basically keeping the offense off the field and a quarter of Jimmy G and three quarters of Nick Mullins of the 49ers, who were more like the 39ers that day uh, with the number of injuries they had. And so, uh, oh, Josh Allen, but he ends up as the QB three. So, yeah, Kyler Murray, he should have himself a day here. Uh, He's currently the QB four. You're going to start him up. Uh, And then uh, D hop. Expect him to be the primary b- benefactor in this one. The Jets don't have anybody that can cover him, and he's been just a target monster uh, for Arizona here. So, on the you know, the Jets have been r- terrible against the running of acquisition, they've given up the eighth most fancy points to the position. Uh, question is, do you play Kenyon Drake? He's currently the RB 34, Chase Edmonds is the RB 37. I think Drake is a low end RB 2 with RB 1 upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edmonds did have a, a closer touch split. With Drake at uh you know Drake at third at 13 touches uh and and Edmonds at nine touches, uh but you know Ed uh Drake did have the chest injury last week had the wind knocked out of him, and you know one of the things I did notice is that there were several times where uh, Arizona was in uh you know first at the at the end of the first half. They were running a lot of no huddle to try to get points before the end of the half. And at the end of the game, when they were down by multiple scores, they were trying to. They were in a lot of no huddle, and it seemed like in both of those situations, both of those situations, Chase Edmonds was the guy. Uh, so uh, I don't expect them to be a negative game script. Game script in this game. Uh, so I anticipate that they should be uh, leading for for a large portion of it. And so I think you can play Kenny Drake. Uh and then Chase Edmonds is a is still a viable flex, but I'm not looking at last week's production and, and chasing that. Uh for the Jets, I think you can start Crowder. And with Bell, I think you can start him. Flacco's prone to heavily target the running back position. It's and really- Arizona gives up the twelfth most targets to the position. So start him up as well.
0: Uh yeah, I have the under. I have the Jets covering and I have but I have the Arizona Cardinals winning. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much with you on um, with the Cardinals analysis. Kyle Emery, you got to start him. Uh, all four weeks with the top 10 finish in fantasy has been pretty consistent. Uh, D-Hop, you got to start him. Chase, I mean, Chaney and Drake, I'm pretty much with you. That low and RB2 spot for me as, as far as that. Um, so I'm with you on that. The Jets, uh, definitely, I'm... You know, with Le'Veon Bell starting him as RB2, uh, the combo, the volume, I think he's going to get. And with Joe Flacco, he's saying, you know, targeting the running back position, and he's in a favorable uh, matchup. You know, the Cardinals aren't good against the running back position at bottom 10. Uh, And Crowder, got to start him as a solid flex. He's been pretty much holding down all year. Uh, Yeah, pretty much agreeing on that.
1: Yeah, man. Um, Anyone else that we... Are thinking about remotely? No, there's nothing. nah. This it's,
0: game, it's, yeah, there's there's no, there's no really complimentary. Arizona, it's very and simple. It's the
1: Jets, <laughs> yeah. It's very, this is this is very simple. Yep. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got the two and two Carolina Panthers traveling to Atlanta to take on the zero and three Atlanta Falcons. This is a fifty-five point total. The Falcons, crazy. <laughs> Falcons are one, yeah, one and a half point favorites. It was bigger um, than
0: that. It came down.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder why. <laughs> um, in terms of injuries, Atlanta on the Atlanta side, Julio uh, he may miss the ha- he may miss with a hamstring. Uh, Calvin Ridley is questionable with a thigh, uh, and then you know he's already dealing with the ankle. Uh, the Falcons are already bad on defense, and their defense is is banged up from the front seven to the secondary. Um, and then in terms of Carolina. I didn't write anything down. Let me just see if I missed it. Yeah, Carolina. There's nothing, nothing major here. Nothing to note. Um, Greg, how do you see this matchup breaking down?
0: Uh, in this game, I have the under. I have the Carolina Panthers covering the spread and the Carolina Panthers winning the game. Um, I was very surprised to see uh, opening the week. It was almost like a three and a half, three, uh, two and a half point spread spread for the Falcons, which was crazy. four team getting getting favored is wild, uh, but. Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater. I think he should have a QB one in this uh, week. In this one, uh, we know how bad the Atlanta Falcons defense is, uh, which is why part of the reason why they're 0-4. Uh, they can't stop anybody. Um, so, you know, John is, you know, quarterback stream of the week, Teddy Bridgewater. uh, I'm very confident in him as well. Uh, Mike Davis, he's a low in RB1 for me. Uh, last two weeks he's had, you know, two top 10 RB finishes. Uh, he's running more routes each game. He's got at least six targets, uh, and 90 yards rushing in each of those last two games. Uh, so Mike Davis is a very confident RB2 with some, uh, you know, I think RB1 upside Um, for sure. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I think you can, you know, b- start both of these guys. I think these both guys are both uh, strong wide receiver twos. Robbie Anderson is definitely getting that slight bump. and has more upside now as the he's being treated as the number one. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to see that that shift kind of um, definitely starting both of them. But Robbie Anderson, I'm definitely more confident in to get that upside and get touchdowns uh, for the Atlanta side. Matt Ryan, as usual, he's a, he's a low in QB1. Um, if he gets multiple touchdowns, he's going to finish with a high amount of yards and touchdowns. So it's just a matter of him getting in the end zone. Uh, Todd Gurley, he's a low in RB2 for me. He's not really getting targeted, um, which is kind of scary. I think last week with the two touchdowns, you can probably sell high on that. Um, hope, maybe you can. Um because in a negative game script, uh, it's not looking very good for him uh, in general. He's mostly just getting work on the ground game. Um, Julio Jones, he's probably not going to go. That doesn't help Calvin Ridley. When Calvin Ridley gets number one touching like he did last week, uh, Gianna Alexander was blanketing him all, all week. Uh, at, part of that, also the injury. But part of that, getting number one coverage. If he continues to get that, um, it's, I, would, I wouldn't be benching Calvin Ridley, but it would be hard for me i would be kind of fading him for other favorable matchups. I think I wide receiver, um, Russell Gage, he has some flex appeal and, uh, Hayden Hurst is a tight end too. For me. Um, this is a matter of, of all these tight end twos. Are right, you going to score a touchdown?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the under here. I'm taking Carolina to cover Carolina to win, uh, in terms of, the, in terms of how it plays out, I'm taking, you know, obviously Teddy Bridgewater. He's my stream of the week. He's in a great spot against this terrible defense. Uh, Robbie Anderson, he's a must. He's a must start. He's been the number one guy uh, and should obviously continue to, to to dominate in this cake matchup. Uh, and then look, maybe I'm crazy, but I think DJ Moore is a must start in a matchup like this mm-hmm. against Atlanta. Uh, he's still getting targets. Uh, his targets are not um, his, his. You know, his target share is not much much uh, different than Robbie Anderson's Uh, Robbie Anderson is not leading him by much. So, you know, it's again, it's just high leverage targets, right? um, Deeper down the field. So uh, Mike Davis, he's in a great spot, especially as well as, you know, with the, the way Atlanta gives up receptions to the running back position, eight and a half receptions per game to the running backs. Uh, So obviously, you know, we know he's got that reception floor already baked into his, his upside. But then you consider the fact uh, Reggie Bonifon he was put on IR, um, so you know he won't be, he won't be in this game. The only two active running backs on the roster uh, for Carolina Mike Davis and Trent Cannon. So expect Mike Davis to continue to dominate touches. Um, and then um, you know Ian Thomas is interesting. Atlanta you know they what they were the fourth the fourth best matchup for the tight end going into week four, and then my guy Robert Tanyan had to explode for three touchdowns. Crazy. And so now they're the worst against the position. So uh, you could go back to the well. Greg, I know he's your stream of the week. He's He's been just, you know, he's seen just a 7% target share. Uh, so, you know, limited opportunities. But like we said earlier, it's if, it, if he gets it done, it's going to be because of the touchdowns. Uh, and then for Atlanta, I don't know if Matt Ryan is a must start without Julio. Uh, I think if you know, I know you were talking about Calvin Ridley, misses Julio. I think the person that misses Julio the most is Matt Ryan. Um, you know, Calvin Ridley, he was obviously banged up. He got the zero. He was right. getting open. I think he, you know, he just had he just had a bad like it was probably one of the worst games I, I've seen um, you know, Calvin Ridley play with just the amount of drops that he had in that game. Right. Um I'm willing to throw out the zero. Uh, you know, I play him in this matchup. Todd Gurley, uh, he has been coming through with touchdowns. Uh which fortunately Caroline is still giving up. So if he gets one or two of these in this matchup, uh one or two of those touchdowns in this matchup, I think again, like you were saying, Greg, he's definitely a sell high because I don't want yeah, to, I don't I don't want to have to start Todd Gurley every week. Word. Um questions are are you going after the auxiliary pieces on Atlanta? Uh Olamide Zacchias, the wide receiver, had eight catches last week, uh over ninety receiving yards. Uh, he's he's somebody that's potentially interesting, and then Hayden Hurst he has not come through. I mean, the last week he didn't come through. The week before that, it was one catch for a touchdown. Uh, are you can you de- can you depend on him?
0: Yeah, it's basically coming down to that. Uh, I I probably not sure about that second receiver Russell Gage, uh, Hayden Hurst the p- second pass catcher uh, who's going to step up because um, it's, it's been inconsistent since Russell Gage got hurt.
1: Yeah, I mean Russell Gage was back. I, I actually, I actually completely was missed that. I was not expecting him to play, and then mm-hmm. I saw him playing in Monday's game. Uh, he, so he he is back, and um, that has to be a touchdown. Sorry, he is back. And, yeah, that Rojo um, touchdown. Yeah, that's got to be a touchdown. Yeah, it has to be a touchdown. Um, I'm praying <laughs> he is. He, <laughs> he he is back, and so uh, you know, I think that. You know he he will assume his role as as the 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 guy inside. But uh, Olamad Zaccheaus he's somebody that's intriguing. He's got deep speed. Uh, he caught my attention last year and uh, playing playing late in games for the Falcons when Calvin Ridley was injured. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know he and and obviously we saw what he did on on Monday night. So he's definitely somebody from a from a DFS perspective. He's definitely interesting. Um, anything else on this game, Greg? Or are we moving on?
0: Uh nah, we can move on.
1: All right, moving on to the next game. We've got the 1-2 and 1 Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Baltimore to take on the 3-1 Baltimore Ravens. This is a 52 point over under. The Ravens are 12 and a half point favorites. Uh this is the divisional game. Um you know, in terms of injuries, the biggest concern here, uh Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson was a DNP on both Wednesday and Thursday with a knee injury. This is definitely concerning for his health going into this game. Even if he even if he plays, you have to wonder how you know how this could affect his mobility and uh, all his all the things he does you know on the ground. So definitely something to keep an eye on going into Sunday. Uh, Hollywood Brown, a wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens, he was limited with a knee injury. Um, cornerback marcus peters is not practicing with a thigh injury and then for cincinnati left tackle jonah williams was a limited participant on wednesday with a shoulder injury uh, in terms of how i see this game breaking down i'm taking the under i'm taking cincinnati to cover i'm taking baltimore to win this game the baltimore defense has a 32 percent success rate against 11 personnel neutral game script uh, so basically again one wide one running back one tight end three wide receivers uh that 32 percent success rate that's 31st in the league uh, no team has run more plays from eleven personnel in neutral game script than Cincinnati. Uh, I expect Joe Bird. I have some success on Sunday. You know, in in one quarterback leagues, I'm not starting him unless I unless I need to. Uh, especially with guys like you know Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Danny Daniel Daniel Jones, Justin Herbert, all available in leagues. Um, you know, definitely. You know, maybe don't have to go there. But however, in, in Superflex, even DFS, I think he's a he's a great play. Uh, naturally, I like his wide receivers, specifically Tyler Boyd, uh, who's you know been his number one target, and then uh, Joe Mixon. It is tough because he obviously had the big week last week, but you also we you know we saw him more involved as a pass catcher uh, with six catches, uh, so that was encouraging. So I think you play you have to play him this week. You know on the Baltimore side, uh, if Lamar plays, you know you're gonna play him. Uh, I think this matchup, you have to play. You know, you have to play Mark Ingram. Uh, you, if you play Mark Ingram, you're banking on the touchdown. That's really what it is. There, yep. um, you know, my willingness to play Hollywood uh, is directly tied to Lamar Jackson's availability, A- and then Mark Andrews. I'm starting whether Lamar is playing or not.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm pretty much with you on uh, this game as well. I oh, got the over. <laughs> Uh, I got Mm -hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals winning, I mean, covering and I have the Baltimore Ravens winning the game. Um, pretty much with you as far as, you know, Baltimore side is, it's, yeah, it's pretty scary with Lamar. Uh, definitely have this backup plan ready. Um, especially if he can't go, uh, even if he does and, you know, Baltimore, you know, there's been a lot of games where he hasn't played fourth quarters. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he's struggling or something like that, they, you know, are quick to take him out. Uh, and because they do have RG3 ready, they're very comfortable running the offense with him as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely have the backup plan ready to start if he can't go. Uh, Hollywood, um, either with, with RG3 or Lamar, I think he's in a good spot here. Um, yeah, you talk about uh, he's, you know, a lot of missed opportunities, but he's still getting down the field. Uh, he's top 10 in the air yards left on the field. So that's basically, you know, the areas he's targeted, uh, subtracted from the areas he's actually caught. So, um, all you need is really one, and it definitely could come in this game because uh, Cincinnati does give up a lot of deep passes down the field. Uh, Mark Andrews, tight end one for sure. Mark Ingram's that uncomfortable RB2 that you, you have, but you're playing him uh, or in, as a, a, a you know solid flex that you want that touchdown. Uh, and Cincinnati, yeah, Joe Barrow, uh, I think he's QB2 for me, but high end because I think the passing line will be there. He might get close to 40, 50 attempts, especially if they're down. Uh, Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. safe RB2, uh, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, I think, are two guys you can both start. Uh, definitely as a safe flex for T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd as a, a wide receiver, too. And Drew Sample, um, again, bunched in with all those tight end twos uh, that will get targeted, but it can't even get the touchdown.
1: Yeah, yeah. I um, I I'm totally with you on all of that. Is there... Anybody else would you play uh would you play Daniel Jones or Joe Burrow in this game?
0: Just thought about that. Ah uh, man, that's tough cuz I I can see Joe Burrow throwing close to like 50 times, getting like 300 yards and all he needs is that's all he needs is like a, a touchdown or two and that's a pretty decent day. Um
1: Yeah, I think Joe Burrow has the safer floor but Daniel yeah. Jones might have the sit, the might, higher
0: yeah, ceiling. He might have a higher ceiling. Yeah, uh, yeah, depending on what you're you're looking for, uh, I think I will go out and yeah get get Daniel Jones though. I think he has QB one upside in this one.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, man, let's move on to this next matchup. We've got the one in three Jacksonville Jaguars. Traveling to Houston to take on the 0 and 4 Houston Texans. This is a 55 point over under. The Houston Texans are six and a half point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, Jacksonville uh, cornerback DJ Henderson or CJ Henderson uh, is was a DMP with a shoulder on Wednesday. Linebacker Miles Jack was questionable with an ankle. He was a DMP on Wednesday as well. Um, linebacker josh allen was a dmp on wednesday as well and then wide receiver lavisca chenault was a limited participant with a hamstring injury uh, for houston tight end jordan akins is questionable with an ankle and a concussion um greg how do you see this matchup breaking down
0: this game i have the under i'm taking the jacks to cover but i'm taking houston to finally get this win uh you know no bill o'brien that will be very motivated uh, I think they'll be able to get this win uh, against a favorable defense in a matchup. Uh, on the Jacksonville side, I do like Gardner Minshew, though. You know, other than that flop week on Thursday night, he's been a solid QB1 uh, every week, uh, finishing you know with a, t- a ten or eleven finish, so that's pretty pretty good. Um, especially now with DJ Shark back, who's a strong wide receiver too. With that wide receiver one upside, uh, he came through last week, uh, got the, you know two touchdowns. He he's back, I think. Um, so and James Robinson as well, uh, lock him in as an RB one uh, every week, being used both in the receptions game and rushing. Well, he you know he he's been. Basically a league winner, and I think in a lot of formats this year. Um, on the Houston side, you know Deshaun Watson is very, very interesting to see this offense. We were talking about it earlier. Uh, new offense, well, not new offense, but just under a new a new helm. Um, see how it's going to be used. Uh, Deshaun Watson should be played, though David Johnson as well, and Will Fuller. Uh, I think the only cop from any other receiver. I think Randall Cobb does have some intrigue. Um, he's been, you know. Has a has a nice floor, uh, so if you're looking for a safe floor, a uh, safe amount of targets, I think you can start him.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under here. I'm taking Jacksonville to cover Houston to win the game. Uh, we finally get to see Deshaun without Bill O'Brien. Uh, Deshaun Watson expressed confidence in new offensive coordinator Tim Kelly, so this should definitely be interesting to watch for sure. Uh, Jacksonville can be beat through the air, and so while Watson hasn't been great, you know, the QB 13 through four weeks – With just one top twelve performance, I expect him to write the ship this week. Um, Will Fuller has been solid, and with a good matchup, you know, should continue to be solid. And then, like you were saying, Randall Cobb—he's also—he's in a great matchup here. Uh, Cornerback, slot cornerback DJ Hayden uh, has not been great, uh, or you know, he's you know, he's been one of the most targeted uh, slot cornerbacks in football, and so Randall Cobb should continue to see targets there. Uh, Brandon Cooks, you know, he gave us a zero on Sunday and that wasn't great, but he, you know, he's still running the routes. He's still playing the snaps. And so I think you can play him this week, uh, but only in really deep leagues or in a real big pinch. Uh, And then the Jags, they give up the six most fantasy points to the running back position. So uh, I think you could start David Johnson with some, some level of confidence. I'm interested to see the, uh, the running back split, uh, you know, not under Bill O'Brien. So, um, but, you know he you know he's been dominating those touches so hopefully that that continues uh, for Jacksonville I think you can play Gardner but I don't believe you, you necessarily have to Houston is actually you know they've actually been decent against against the quarterback position uh, their their touchdown rate is a bit inflated by the week one uh, three touchdown game to Patrick Mahomes uh, out if you take that their you know their touchdown rate currently is five point six uh, which is top twelve in in, in terms of uh, touchdown rate given up. But outside of that, they've given up just a four point four percent touchdown rate outside of that three touchdown game from Mahomes, which is you know below the league average. So um, I'm not excited to start him. Uh, but DJ Shark, I think you can play after him resuming his mantle as as the top guy in this offense. Uh, and there there's been a lot of Visca love this week. Uh, Lavisca Chenal, obviously, <laughs> I, I love I love me some Visca, uh, but I'm not. In love with Minshew, so again, maybe, maybe I'm gonna be totally off because every time I say you can't play Minshew, like, that's true. Come off. on, and man,
0: so, Garner's a, you know, other than that week, man, that's a QB one right there, yo.
1: Yeah, but that was the week that I said you could play him.
0: <laughs> it's true. And it last true. year,
1: last year I said you could. I said you could play him against Carolina, and he face planted. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I man. maybe. Maybe it's just me and Gardner. So, for the sake of Gardner, because I want to see him be great, I'm just going to continue to do what I do and just tell you that, hey, I don't think you sh- you should play him this week. Yeah, like, and I Teddy guess I'll Bridgewater. Just tell people to
0: start. I'll always start Gardner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And then I'll tell people not to start him. You tell people to start him, and then everyone will start him, and the Gardner will be great, and we'll continue yep. to see Gardner madness. But everyone just understand what's going on here. Um, but <laughs> no, but uh, you know uh. Visca, you know, he, he does provide, obviously, that safe floor with his ability to work in the run game, so that makes him a safe flex play. Uh, James Robinson, he's, you know, I, I totally agree with you. He's been a league winner. If you were able to pick him up off of waivers, he's a top five running back in fantasy. If you were able to pick him up at the, you know, with as a free agent or as the, a, a week one waiver guy, or if you were able to pick him up... um you know, with the last pick in your draft, he's been absolute, you know, like safest as can be, uh, with that upside as well. So he's a must start against this against Houston, that defense that allows the the fifth most fantasy points to the running back position. Uh so yeah, start start that guy out this week, man. Yes, sir. Um, anything else on this game, Greg?
0: Uh no, nah, we can move on.
1: All right, next up, man, we've got the two and two Las Vegas Raiders. Traveling to Kansas City to take on the 4 0 Kansas City Chiefs. This is a 56 point over under. The Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, tight end Darren Waller for the Vegas Raiders. Uh, he's a limited participant with a knee injury. Um, he should be fine. I think that's the same injury that. He was limited with last week, and he played through on Sunday. So uh, Brian Edwards was a DMP with an ankle. And then Henry Rugg is limited participant with a, with a knee and a hamstring uh, that kept him out. Uh, you know, defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Jones. He was a limited participant with a groin injury that kept him out on Monday's game against the New England Patriots. Uh, in terms of how I see this game playing out, I'm taking the over, taking Kansas City to cover, taking Kansas City to win. Uh, Patrick Mahomes should be <laughs> he should be in for a field day in this one. Uh, he's at home against this terrible Raiders, just defense in general. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, obviously must plays at their respective positions. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he's a flex play. Um, Hardman, Miko uh, Hardman, he's... He's scored two weeks in a row now, and for the first time on Mon- in, uh, in Monday's game against the Patriots, all the Kansas City wide receivers were healthy, and Hardman played more snaps than Demarcus Robinson, so I think he's a stash. Uh, but he can be an emergency flex in a game like this if you if you need some upside or you need a boom you need some boom play. You know, this Raiders defense really is bad. And then Clyde Edwards Alaire man. Uh mm-hmm. this this Raiders defense, they give up the most fantasy points to the running back position. Clyde has been a little disappointing the last few weeks, but the volume is still there. The usage in the red zone is still there and we get this cake matchup. So yeah, sign me up for for uh for some Clyde and then uh, for the for Vegas, Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. That's really it for me on the Vegas side.
0: We're, uh I got the over in this game. I have the Las Vegas Raiders covering, but I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning. Uh, I'm pretty much with you on the Chiefs side. Gotta start Patty. Gotta start Clyde as a you know high uh, RB one in this matchup. Um, and your receivers Tyreek Hill. I mean, and your pass catchers Travis Kelsey. Demarcus, uh, yeah, McCole Harmon definitely has been hot the last couple of weeks um yeah if you're definitely looking for the boom i'm with you on that um but yeah uh, i wouldn't unless you're really chasing for points i would start him um for sure uh on but i the, think he's
1: definitely a stash at least going yeah. into, like he's somebody like if i have a, a roster spot on my bench yeah um i'll pick him up because he's even got that upside where if there's an injury to one of these receivers his playing time immediately shoots up
0: yeah absolutely Yeah, and sammy Watkins as well i think yeah he's a he's a good guy to start for sure, you know, the government can be the second most targeted, uh, sometimes most targeted in some matchups. Um, so on the Vegas side, um, Josh Jacobs, you're starting him. Um, Darren Waller, definitely, as you know, basically a receiver out there as far as he's getting targeted. Uh, and Derek Carr, I, I think, yeah, it's probably going to end up with a QB2 week uh, in this one. Um and Henry Ruggs is back. He's been participating. I think he's a nice little stash. I think for the future, um, you know, we talked. I talked about him in the ep- yesterday's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got. He's getting targeted for fifty percent of his air yards before he got hurt. I think they want to use him for sure. So I think he's a good stash too.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this I just don't want to. Pl- I'm not in love with Derek Carr. Or anybody on this Raiders yeah. defense? Just because this Kansas City pass defense has been pretty good, man. Through. Uh, through the first four weeks of the season. Yep. So, uh, not excited to, but I would definitely stash somebody like a Henry rugs headed into this game. Um, all right, man, moving into the next matchup, we've got the three and one LA Rams traveling to Washington to take on the one and three Washington football team. Uh, this is a 46 point over under the Washington football. The Rams, I'm sorry, are seven and a half point favorites. Uh, in terms of injuries, running back Cam Akers has returned to practice on a limited basis uh, with the rib injury that kept him out. And then uh, for Washington, wide receivers, uh, their their wide receivers are banged up. Dontrell Inman, he was a limited participant with a foot injury. Uh, Steven Sims Jr. was a DMP with a toe injury. And then uh, wide receiver Terry McLaurin was limited with a, with a thigh injury. Uh Defensive end Chase Young, he was a DMP on Wednesday. uh, And while not physically injured, maybe his ego is injured, uh, but we won't see Dwayne Haskins this weekend as he has been benched for Kyle Allen, which that sentence right there speaks to the level of play of Haskins through four games. Greg, where are you at with this game?
0: With this game, I have the under in this game. I have the Rams covering uh, and have the Rams winning. Um, I have taken the there because uh, you know I didn't really like how the Rams offense played last week. They could be bouncing back, but uh, they did struggle a lot to, against that Giants defense. Um, but other than that, on the on the Rams side, uh, I think Jared Goff does have some QB two, uh, you know, prospects with maybe some QB one upside in this one. Uh, this is the like most messiest running back situation easily. You <laughs> easily, like by far, Cam Akers. You're adding him. Um, everyone talks about him. as being made the best prospect of the three, and then Darren Henderson, you know, he's been productive uh, two of the three, four weeks, and then Malcolm Brown's been, you know, productive two of the four weeks. So it's really hard to guess who's going to be uh, the guy. And Sean McVay is not the one to listen to. So uh, it's really, you know, you're, you're you're closing your eyes and you're just guessing on one right now. I think at this point, um, with the receivers though, you're definitely starting Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Uh, for sure. As both, you know, with some wide receiver one upsides for those guys. Um, and on and Tyler Higby, yeah, you definitely definitely playable in this one for sure. Washington Kyle Allen. Uh, that's I think that makes it exciting for the the prospects around him. Logan Thomas is back. I think you know as far as him being targeted, uh, it, there's better targets from Kyle Allen for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I think that'll be productive targets. So uh, I think he has some tight end one upside in this one. Um. For as far as Terry McLaurin, doesn't matter who starts at quarterback. This man is a wide receiver one. Uh, Scary Terry has been proven at this point uh, to play with, uh, you know, in bad game script, in positive game script. It doesn't matter. Start Scary Terry up. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Besides Antonio Gibson, though, he's he's ready. You start him um, every mm. week.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a freshly baked apple pie. Yes, sir. My man Antonio <laughs> Gibson is ready. He Take is him out here. the oven, man. Yep. He's here. In terms of this matchup, I'm taking under here. I'm taking Washington to cover. I'm taking the Rams to win this game. Uh, yeah, man, the Rams—they have become a a ball control offense uh, mm-hmm. in where they used to play uh, very fast last year. They were one of the highest, the fastest teams in terms of of uh, neutral game script pace of play. Uh, they are now 20th through the last three weeks in neutral game pace of play, running a play every 29. 0.4 seconds. Uh, that's slower than the league average of 28.6 seconds. Uh, so uh, definitely, that's part of the reason why I'm taking the under here. Uh, I think Kyle Allen will operate a more efficient Washington offense, hence why I have them covering the spread. Uh, he, you know, he definitely uh, knows this this offense from his time in Carolina, w- working with offensive coordinator Scott Turner, uh, and so. You know, I would definitely have more confidence in Washington cover in the spread if I knew Chase Young was playing, but uh, if I knew for sure he was playing, uh, but I think Kyle, the presence of Kyle Allen in this offense is good for Antonio Gibson. If we just remember what was happening for uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously Christian McCaffrey is a great player, but uh, this was the same offense that they were running and Kyle Allen targeted Christian McCaffrey relentlessly. And so I like that for Antonio Gibson this week as well. Uh, also. Um, Logan Thomas like you're saying this is definitely a bump for him uh, Greg Olson was one of the most utilized players in Carolina's offense with, with Kyle Allen was starting uh, and so you know Logan Thomas gonna get be getting more catchable passes here so I definitely like this uh, this move for his for his outlook going forward and then you know like you said, Terry doesn't really matter. Maybe we see a potential bump for him. Maybe we don't, but it doesn't really change my opinion of Terry one way or the other. Uh on the Rams side. Goff hasn't come through, but like you were saying, I think you can play him this week. He's definitely in the stream conversation. And then Cup and Woods, those guys are must plays. Uh and then uh Tyler Higby again, you know, you could start him, you know, that, that one touchdown game, three touchdown game might, you know, could always be could always be there. Um, and, you know, maybe that's the upside you're looking for with other tight ends, but if you're expecting him to come through with a safe floor of uh, five, six catches, you know, I, I'm, I'm not banking on that happening. Um, and then while I'm confident in the Rams' run game this week, I'm not confident in knowing, you know, that I know which running back to play, so I'm not going to recommend one, and I, and I would stay away from this backfield if I could afford to.
0: Yeah, definitely, with you on all those points.
1: Um. All right, man. The final game that we're covering today, the one-two-and-one Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the three-and-zero Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a forty-five point over/under. The Steelers are seven-point favorites in terms of injuries. Deontay Johnson and uh, wide receivers for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster, they both return to practice after sitting out Wednesday. Seems like they usually do that every Wednesday. Um, And then for Philadelphia, uh, Deshaun Jackson, he was limited with a hamstring. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, he was DMP with uh, or limited with illness. And then... Right tackle Lane Johnson, he's questionable with an ankle. That is supposedly he'll play through. Uh, and then left tackle uh, Jason Peters, he was he was injured on in Sunday night's game uh, against the the Forty Niners, and he was placed on uh, injured reserve with a toe injury. So the Eagles' offensive line is banged up going up against this Pittsburgh Steelers uh, vaunted defensive front. Uh, so for me. Uh, I'm taking the under here. I'm taking Pittsburgh to cover and win the game. Uh, I'm completely out on Philadelphia in this matchup uh, for anyone not named Miles Sanders. Um, And even him, I'm lowering my expectations Uh, for Pittsburgh. I'm not necessarily itching to play Big Ben, uh, but you most definitely can. Uh, But I'm willing willing to invest in this offense as a whole. So what I mean, you know, both wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay johnson obviously Deontay johnson uh he's a i don't even know what to call him these days i mean he's a a, a, <laughs> a, a, a mid uh a mid to high end wide receiver two with like wide receiver one upside i mean yeah uh, is that what you, yeah. yeah i mean i think so I, I, he's he's borderline wide receiver one right uh, i think he'll know, i think thir- he'll
0: sneaky finishes
1: one he i think he could um right like 16 17 somewhere like that yeah maybe yeah f- 15 um you know but he's 30 percent target share when he's healthy you got to continue to play him and then uh you know juju smith schuster obviously has that touchdown presence being in the slot and then uh and he's got a good matchup here too with nicole with nicole roley coleman for the eagles uh and then james connor uh obviously if this offense has success james connor is going to be part of it whether it's you know running for 100 yards or scoring a touchdown um, and then, uh, even I think Ebron even uh, has some streaming upside here as well as Philadelphia is uh, pretty bad against the uh, tight end. Mm-hmm. So Greg, Yo, even, you
0: with this even Ebron over Gronk, come
1: on, man! <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't know, uh, I, I wasn't here to give my 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 uh, actual analysis of the game, but I said Gronk. I, I I was willing to play Gronk, and I put my money where my mouth is. I I actually. Started Gronk in two leagues, so uh, so far he's got he's got me one catch, but uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see where it goes. Still very early, by, still very early, very early, very early. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but Greg, where are you at with this matchup, man?
0: Uh yeah. So I have the over in this game. I have the Eagles covering, but I have the Steelers winning. Um, yeah, this is might be ugly for as far as I'm not starting Carson Wentz. Uh I definitely a bump down for, you know, their their players, their skill players. Miles Sanders is probably more of an RB2 for me this week. Uh, Zach Ertz is, you know, I think he has some, you know, tight end one because being bumped down as far as tight end two is just, you know, it's basically a, t- a touchdown or not. So, but Ertz should be involved. Uh, so, I think he's, def- he's playable because there's a couple of ends on by this week. So, you got to start him. Uh, Greg yeah. Ward Jr., I... Yeah, I think he's more of a very low floor flex. Um, I don't think he, you know, doesn't have high a lot of high upside because he's not really scoring touchdowns. I don't think he'll get one in this one, but um, def- if you need some safe points, uh, I would take maybe Randall Cobb over him. That's kind of where I'm at with Greg Ward Jr. right now, but um, he should be targeted as well.
1: Yeah, I think that Greg Ward is actually in a in a great spot. I mean, Pittsburgh, uh, I, I mean, I, I haven't looked into this but from just from having watched them play a few games they do seem like they're beatable in the middle of the field um you know from the slot position particularly but i just can't trust you know uh i just can't trust carson wentz behind this banged up offensive yeah. line to be able to, yeah. to, to get the ball i mean tj watt might not
0: play so that could be you know nice little
1: oh is he uh, is he banged up yeah, he's I know Derek Watt is questionable.
0: Oh, yeah. About to steal. Let me talk about them. Big Ben is in a great spot here, uh, I think. Um, Juju, okay, okay. Juju and Deontay um, both you know should thrive. I think Big Ben is definitely going to be finished as a QB1 this week. Uh, yeah, and Eric Ebron, yeah, going against one of the worst team in fantasies against tight ends. Um, they give up a lot of touchdowns to that position. Ebron got a 20% target share in the last game. So, um, yeah, I like Ebron in this matchup.
1: Yeah, man, I'm 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 with you, bro. I again, I, like I said, Big Ben. I think you could totally play him. Yeah. I do like all his weapons. I just, I guess, I, I guess I don't know uh, if Philly will be. I mean, I don't have Philly covering, so I guess that's why I I, may, I guess I mainly don't see it as a competitive game. They but, seem to just you know, oh, Big,
0: they they don't get blown out. Eagles. I don't know. They seem to just find a way to stay in games.
1: I just don't know if they can compete with this defense, man. True. It's really, but. That's true.
0: And Connor, hey yeah, man, they'll find Connor's a way. Also playable too. <laughs> Connor's, yeah, Connor is gonna be a solid as long as he's healthy. Yeah, he's he's very productive that, when he's in.
1: That's really it. I mean, if he's healthy and the Steelers are winning, he's productive. That's pretty much it. Yep. Um. All right, man. So that's all we got for part one, y'all. Uh. Hopefully you guys enjoyed Thursday night football. We will be back on Saturday to break down. Uh. Well, to recap Thursday night football. Also, break down the rest of the games and reveal the starts of the week. So, you definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, again, everyone, thank you for listening. Please go out, rate, and review the podcast, uh, wherever it is that you're listening uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, uh, wherever it is that you're listening to us. Um, you know, we look forward to talking to you all uh, on Saturday. Have a good weekend, everyone. And uh, as always, we are out. Yeah.